Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hi, you're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN, happy election day to you, certainly here in Shelby County, happy football day to you, mm. that, 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 the sound of the music there just stopped John in his tracks, football's back, and yes, the Las Vegas Raiders will be playing tonight, now it's preseason, but it is Hall of Fame game, and we are happy to welcome football back, the NFL on Wednesday made some news, they're going to appeal that Deshaun Watson six-game suspension, it was likely headed that way and is. Uh, we'll see what happens now. NFLPA, what has two days uh, to now issue a written response and likely going to appeal. So the Deshaun Watson saga continues. Brittany Griner, mm. newsy day in sports, sentenced to nine years. I think that was expected, too, because if Russia's going to Use her here now as a political prisoner, right? She's got to be sentenced to some years. They weren't just going to let her go free. Yeah. And so Brittany Griner sentenced to nine years. Man, that, that situation there, nasty. <sighs> nasty. Yeah. No, I, very mm. nasty. Nine years for cannabis oil. Well, nine years for being an American. Yeah. That's right. a better, yeah, that's probably a good assessment. Nine nine years for being caught up in the yeah. you know in the in the uh, political sort of crossfire there, mm-hmm. um, yeah for sure it's uh, it's unfortunate. So now you got to make some decisions. Now you uh, now you you know I suppose you yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uh, tough topic and and uh, you know look there are people who say you know don't there are people who say don't 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 make the trade mm-hmm. you know which I think is like you. How do you how do you possibly reconcile that? How do you possibly say we're going to leave a you know an American over there for nine years in detention in in, in Russia's hands? I, I don't I don't think you can do that. But you know, look, it's a very convoluted you know conversation. So yeah, it is uh, it is the uh, one of the stories of the day here as football gets back underway, um, kind of sort of right. It's the first preseason game of the NFL season. Ron Slay, DJ K Slay, Ron Slay. Excited about that. I am too. Plays an OG ball. Yeah. OG B B O L. Yeah, uh, he's born in Memphis, um, and so we will talk Memphis with him, and we will see. And, and look, I think quite frankly, uh, Ron needs to answer not for Tennessee football because uh, there's only one person on this show that truly cares about that. I think that's that's more of you than me. Um, I want to know why and how they reconcile. That's the second time I've used that word in this segment. Running from Memphis basketball, right? I mean that that program refuses to to, wow, to yeah. see them. He doesn't speak on behalf of Rick Barnes. You know what he'd say? He said, "Play it." I'm sure. I'm well, sure that's what you'll hear from him today. I'm curious to hear it, 
and how you know how he lets uh, Rick Barnes get away with that. I mean, just in, in complete fear of Penny Hardaway. Talk about the, running. How about Cal not playing at the kennel? That too. That t- that was a, that was an interesting. That looked like a little bit of running. Now you're still playing them, but but much yeah, different it, playing them in, in the in the Spokane Arena than the kennel, right? right? It's interesting that he said, "If you want us to, you want us to." Yeah. Did you see the spin? Yeah, he said, "You want us to lose if you want us to play in a six thousand seat arena." I mean, multiple tweets, John. Multiple I, tweets to go out there and answer to this, which I can't understand. I don't. And many of his own fans said, "Nah, but you're still running. You're still running. We're Kentucky basketball. Shouldn't matter where we play." So he's facing criticism from his own. But it, heck, that's been the case here for for a little bit. It's not like he's in hot water or anything. But listen, Kentucky fans—they're hard to please. And so, yes, yes, many Kentucky fans unhappy that John won't play in the kennel. That's okay. They're going to play Gonzaga. He said maybe we should make it four. Did you see that? Yeah. He's trying to feed the masses something else. Yeah, Jeff Goodman also tweeted, uh, I don't know if this is related, but he said maybe he should do a piece about the worst coaches in terms of how they treat their staff as a a list this summer. I would be very interested in reading that. Wow. Yeah. But, he, I mean, look, it'll just be all, it'll be all guys that don't, you know, talk to him. So it's very easy to do that. Oh, that's what, yeah. You don't have to worry about relationships. Yeah. Oh, it'll get clicks. It'll get a million clicks. Hmm. In terms of co- head coaches that don't treat their staff well, get a million clicks. But it'll be anonymous, right? Quotes. It'll just be his hey. rankings. Yeah, but yes, it'll be, yeah, an- I guess he'll supplement it with, a, you know, yeah, anonymous quotes. And, and guys who, again, in that instance there, you even made this point. If it's just anonymous quotes where you're just beating a guy down, don't you have to be careful? Because then so. to get yeah, personal acts to grind with yes. that head coach because you haven't been promoted, yes. that starts to dilute a little bit of the credibility. Seems yeah, like, like, so you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah, I think you like, mentioned that on uh, yeah, with Jeff, I think. When it comes to days. doing stuff like that, like I do you think you, you, have to, you have to sort of draw your own uh, ethical boundaries, right? Like I wouldn't just want somebody, you, you know, if if, it, if it's just somebody speculating anonymously on what a guy does or doesn't do, like that just to me seems a little irresponsible. That can't just be a hit piece, bro. Right. Like, but if somebody, somebody anonymous, if yeah. somebody says like, There's a reason you're just hidden. I I, I don't think X Y and Z is a good coach because he's stubborn and this and that and the other. That's fair game. But if somebody says, you know, I heard that in practices that. You know, he does this and that, and it's not, you know, grounded in something that they know firsthand. Right. Then I think uh, that's that's where you get uh, that's where you get sidetracked. Anyway, yes, Ron Slade's going to join us at eleven twenty-five. He's doing radio there in Nashville, so we'll talk to him about Tennessee. We'll talk to him about Memphis. We'll talk to him about you know a little maybe a little run-in he had once upon a time here in Memphis in a pro-am that we talk about the show on the show at the time. But uh, that you know, I, I would I would like to hear his side of things mm-hmm. and his sort of uh, you know he and he and Joe Jackson, Joe Jackson got to jawing. had some words. You were there, right? Mm-hmm. At White Station at Joe's at Joe's gym. What do like, you? What do I you... think that's precisely what Joe was telling him. Was this is my gym, Ronsley? This is my gym. We're playing in. Remember that balls? Yeah. Former, former balls versus former Tigers. It was you know it, it was fine and there was fun actually. Dane Bradshaw was playing. Remember we had him on, joked about it. it was all supposed to be jovial and fun and games. Mm-hmm. Till Joe started telling Ron Slay, "This is my building." Slay, I, I, I'll give it to Slay. He didn't give a hot damn what oh. building they were in. Seemed like he would have gave it to Joe, whether it was there or at FedEx Forum or in Tennessee, Thompson, Bowl, whatever. What Ron Slay don't give a hot damn about where he's playing. Uh, so he went right back at him, and yeah, it got a little tense there. It got a little, but again, cooler uh, heads prevailed. It wasn't like they came to blows or anything. But yeah, I'm sure Slay probably remembers it. Probably one of a thousand gyms he talked. Ish with with, yeah, with but guys. Has he ever done it with the king of Memphis though in his gym? Yeah. I mean, that's the difference, you yeah. know. Yeah. 
So we'll Joe ask, was one time the king of Memphis, wasn't he? Yeah, it's t- he got the tattoo, you know, in, in high school. So we'll talk to Ron Slay about that at 11.25. Then at 1.25, Jeff Calkins is going to join us, who wrote uh, today that Seth Hennigan is going to be good. Scary good. Well, when I read scary good, I thought that meant breakout. I thought that meant plus 3,500 yards. Right, you which over. Is, he's fading. He, he was he's, taking he's over He's fading there. you. Right, but going with you. I thought you fed him that column is what I no, thought when I, I read it, quite frankly. He said, bet on Hennigan, bet big. Now, I'll give Jeff this to it. Jeff. Jeff is typically on the front end of the Memphis quarterback ascension. If you remember, he did have the piece about Paxton Lynch being the next Tom Brady. You remember that? He wrote that column. You don't remember that? Mm-mm. One of the coaches there compared Paxton Lynch to Tom Brady. Okay. This was right before the season started. And well, how'd that turn out? Well, not like Tom – like he, more like the combine Tom Brady. It, like a guy that came – okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the – I mean, he, made, he made himself into a first-rounder as opposed to Tom, who was, what, a sixth? Yeah. But So I, you're saying I, he's better than Tom Brady? No, because of what then happened. So the story's quite different, actually. I, I'm, maybe I need to go back and read that column and familiarize myself. Uh, with how on that one was, yeah, no, I, I now you got to be you're 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 messing you're messing Jeff's column up here. No, like, he you're no, misrepresenting. No, a, what a, he said about a Memphis football coach. Okay, but it was, so it wasn't Jeff saying it. He was just reporting it and then yes. and then opining on that. Yes, but I it's, remember that. I remember that okay. specifically though because and that's it what was, got it you felt, so high on. Paxton. It felt it felt ludicrous at the time. You know, like I mean, you were you could see the glimpses of Paxton. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and he was the right decision. It was the right decision to continue to play him as a as a freshman. But you just, I mean, I can't say I ever saw Tom Brady. I can't ever say I, I saw TB twelve. But look, Jeff went out to Memphis football practice yesterday, and he did this. He did this with Karan Iverson. He gets to talk to these guys, and he comes away and he makes grand declarations. When it was Karan Iverson, it was Memphis is going to the Sweet Sixteen. With Seth Hennigan, he didn't want to make any promises about the team's success, right, which I think is probably prudent. But he was willing to go as far as to say Seth Hennigan is going to be scary good. Now, when you hear scary good, what do you think? Like, what's scary good? I just told you, plus 3,500 yards. That's scary good to you? It, ha- it doesn't have to be. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I think scary good's like 4,000 yards. Scary good's like, whoa, this guy might, might might be going to the NFL. Right. That's what I'm – and that's kind of where you've been. Does that scare you? But I think Does there's some of us that are like, no, he's still got a ways to go before we're looking Does at that. Does the thought of Seth Hennigan in the NFL scare you? Is that scary? No, no, no. We're, we're talking scary good here. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, that that's a jolting thought for you, right? Again. Like a jump scare. Huh! It, uh, I think I think you're make, you're poking a little fun at the headline here, which, I am. which Jeff likely had nothing to do. No, with. No, it's a good headline. It's a good headline uh, because it's one of the most read stories of the day. But scary good. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like what like I'm trying to quantify scary. I, good. I want that run game to be scary good for Seth, so there's not as much pressure on him to go out and throw for four thousand yards. That that's my again with a new group of receivers. Yes, you put that sort of pressure on him. Yes, you may not be looking at the kind of season you need right now. I want that run game to again be scary good. With the Brandon Thomas a Ducker kid. Scarier. How about that? The Shining Poltergeist. When when Jack put the axe in that in that old brother, it's it's pretty. It's it's Jack. It's Jack. Okay. Poltergeist was scary. The the uh, the thing with the clown on the bed at one point. Yeah, that's the only thing. And the tree outside. But again, that's kind of kitty scary. Right. Jack was crazy. Right, he was a madman. He was man. killing adults. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's like an he'd, experience. He'd, he'd lost his mind. Well, we'll talk to Jeff about uh, you know is this going to be more of a poltergeist season for Seth Hennigan or more of like the Shining type season for Seth Hennigan mm-hmm. at one twenty five. So that's the show today. Looking forward to it.
No, it's kind of, it's like when Lil Bow Wow puts on the shoe on the shoes, he becomes scary good. You see what I'm saying, bruh? What movie was that? Like Mike. When he puts on the shoes, he becomes scary good. That's what I'm expecting, right? Why have when you, you seen say that scary movie? good? Why have you? That was way past your time. Who didn't see Like Mike at some point? Man, you act like it's like a classic. And then one of the it, it wasn't the bully in that movie. He's actually grown up to be a real actor. I can't remember who the bully well, was. I'll show him to you in the break. Uh, but but uh, you know that movie was again again it was during my time. You know when I was watching. Who was the like? Who was the begrudging guardian? Do you remember? I, I can't. I can see his. I can yeah, see him. Yeah. But I, he I, was the play. He was a player, right? He was a player on the team. Oh no, up, no 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 no! It's the weird dude that was in Back to the Future. You know who I'm talking about? Like the Marty McFly dude. Wasn't that him? Wasn't, wasn't Christopher he, Walken? No no no, fool! Not Christopher Walken. He wasn't in any Back to the Future. Brad, help us out here. You remember Marty McFly, the old, the young Marty when he went back? Like the weird dude. He, and he played. Oh gosh, y'all, that's terrible. It's terrible. He's like a method actor. He's this weird guy with his long chin. Oh, Michael J. Fox? <laughs> no. Robert Forster, but, but the guy that when he went back and, and it was the little guy playing him, wasn't it? Marty, Mc, <laughs> it was the guy that played Marty McFly. Okay, I thought, I thought when he went back, old Marty. Everybody McFly? listening knows who I'm talking Crispin about. Crispin Glover, you that's him. Crispin okay. Glover, there exactly. Now was not he not in be like, like Mike? He was. All right. He See, was. I'm gonna get you there. It might take us some Bro. time, but y'all are just lost at sea. <laughs> you guys can't help us at all. At least I'm going to get us there. Eventually, we're going to find it. Well, you can't use a lifeline to phone a friend on like Mike it, with it's Brad, It's like the whole bro. Brad's not going to be Brad's It's the separation thing. I can get you there with some other movies. You know what I'm saying? Morris we, Chestnut was the guy, by the way. Oh, that wanted to ad- adopt. Yeah. Eventually, he adopted yeah. Bow Wow, I Bennett, Bennett, uh, you, Bennett. That's the guy the you were Glover. looking for. Yes. I, Crispin Glover was the was yeah. the orphanage yeah. guy, I believe. Yeah. yeah Foster exactly. care guy, yeah. Yeah, what a great film. What a great film as we continue our, a lot of memories. our oral history today of Like Mike. There was a sequel, uh, not nearly Bow as Bow Wow decorated. was scary good when he put on them shoes. Uh, and in that movie, he was, it was a scary good performance, no question about it. So that's the show today. Looking forward to it. But we do have a couple of items to get to here. Uh, as I think we both anticipated and expected, the NFL is appealing the ruling from Judge Robinson of Deshaun Watson's suspension. Of course, we know earlier this week it got handed down. Six games was the official number the NFL had until today, I believe at 9 a.m., right. to make a decision on whether or not they were going to appeal it. They did not need all of that time. They they did, they did basically leaked it last night. They are going to be appealing. Um, and this is going to uh, – and by the way, look, I don't think the NFL has a choice in the matter. I've sort of made my stance on that pretty clear. I think you have to do it because you have to be able to look your fans in the face, your female fans in the face, and say that we are not going to take fewer games for, you know, 25 to 30 allegations of sexual assault lighter than we take Calvin Ridley putting in a stupid $1,200 parlay, okay? Mm -hmm. We're not going to do that. We're not going to take that lion down. So we're going to spare no expense. We're going to take this tooth and nail to the end. We don't know how it's going to shake out. But we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go to court over it, basically, because that's where this is going. This is going to federal court. Every NFL reporter is saying that mm-hmm. this is gonna wind up there, um, and then ultimately, you know, the question just becomes how much time does Deshaun Watson lose? Does he lose any time? That there seems to be some confusion about that. Um, how much it's going to cost Deshaun Watson and the NFL too? Well, the NFL wants money out of him. They're yeah. big on a fine. He didn't yeah. sue Robinson. Didn't didn't right. fine Deshaun Watson, and that's that's a big part of it. They also want you know an indefinite suspension up to a year. Obviously, they they to John's point, you know, Goodell wants to look like he's coming down hard here. The 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 thing is, it's your own language in your own conduct policy. That's right, right? That Sue Robinson. 
that, that's what she ruled on, that, that, frankly, you guys have separated sort of violent acts against women, right, from those that are nonviolent, and, and, and in the past set the precedent in terms and, – and, and here this judge has determined it non, nonviolent. So, so part of this, John, part of the stand – for Roger Goodell needs to be going back and correcting that language, getting that language right, so that in in any case where you've got an assault, violent or nonviolent, you've got to have the language right where it can't be used against you. That's here. right. Now the NFL had done that, and that's again that's why you have the six game ruling here. There had never been nonviolent here assault where where the NFL had suspended right more than six games, and that's the precedent that Sue Robinson stuck to. Well, NFL wants more. Right. New case here. Like they said, we've never seen anything like this egregious where you're going to have to go back as part of this and and get the NFLPA to agree on some new language. Like you got to fix this. Mm -hmm. You have to that that has to be part of the hey, the stand here. We're not going to you know, we're we're not just going to stand for what Deshaun Watson's behavior and he not be punished rightly for it. Yes. And so So now that'll be part of this as well. You know, now the question is just uh, how long it gets dragged out. Can Deshaun Watson play during the, uh, you know, the appeal? Tannenbaum's not just a former GM; he's a lawyer too. And he said this morning he thinks the way it's going to be held up that the that that a court will not say Deshaun Watson can play while this goes on. Right, right, because essentially th- this is the issue. Also agreed upon in that collective bargaining agreement is the fact that okay, you guys, at, you said you could have an arbiter, but in the end, the NFL can appeal it, and Roger Cadell can be the end-all, be-all again. Yep. Remember, that's what the whole thing was about, about taking some of the power from him. But in the end, when he can appeal, when the NFL can decide to appeal the arbiter's decision, who does it go back to? To to Roger Goodell. That's exactly and so, right. And so, I mean, that's that's why we're here, too. So that's that's the other part for the NFLPA. But that's why they're going to sue. But, 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 but to that point, and that's why Tannenbaum thinks no court will come in, because the NFL's got this right to do this and prolong it They've got the right to appeal, and there's nothing in there that says he's got to play while they're doing it. And right. so, again, that was one, that's one opinion on this. I've seen it speculated from others that they think Deshaun that it can be held up, kick the can down the road, and that he can get out on the field. So, so that is all to still be played out. We've got to see. But again, yeah. you've got you know you got lawyers, you know law, you know guys with law degrees saying that this is going to get held up to a point where it keeps Deshaun Watson off the field for a whole year for the Browns. Well, in the end, it's 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 a little bit like. You know, the NCAA, when you get hammered by the NCAA, you're appealing to the same governing body, the same body that, you know, and I guess this is a little different because they had an independent arbiter that was jointly appointed by both parties. But in the end, where do the roads lead back the, to? The power goes back to him. That's, That's what I'm exactly saying. And, right. and the players agreed on this. Yes. That's the thing about it. Yeah. So if the NFL wants you to miss a year plus, by and large, you're going to miss a And year Roger plus. Goodell wants to look strong. That's exactly here. right. And, and in the end, it's him that will make the decision. So I know he he can choose whether he's going to designate someone to hear this appeal or himself. He needs to put his own face on it. Let's be real. Yep. Like, you'd be passing the buck at this point. You didn't agree with Sue Robinson's decision. You'd be passing the buck at this point to give it to someone else. So that, I think that's where we're at. And, again, the, the biggest question now is, is whether or not in any of this, because the NFLPA is going to is going to sue and try whether he'll be able to get on the field. I think that one's the one that's still up in the air. Yes, as well as how long this could take. Yeah, so that's the flight gate took a while. Look, he, he he's got the two hundred thirty million dollar guaranteed. Um, the, the Browns, I think, you know, expected something. Maybe maybe not a full year. But I, don't, I don't think they expected a full year, but. You know, this could be a Calvin Ridley situation. There's no end date on Calvin Ridley's suspension. It's indefinite. It's at least going to be a year, right? 
it could be the same thing with Deshaun where he's having to file for reinstatement. He's having to show that, um, you know, I entered this program. I did, like He's going to have to build that case. He's going to have to prove to the NFL that he's, you know, gone to, you know, taking taken rehab, whatever, taking steps, mm-hmm. right, to improve his character in their eyes, right? He's going to have to do that. Yeah, I think, I mean, treatment is one of the things that, yes. you know, the NFL wanted in terms of when it tried to settle with Deshaun earlier. And so, um, yeah, this is headed that way. You know, De- Deshaun Watson was smiling in training camp, like almost as if this was behind him. But I don't, again, with so much pressure on Goodell, to John's point, even even if you brought up the fact, okay, well, if you go appeal, it's you're going down a rabbit hole. This could go on forever. It's still in the front. That, that the the point is, good, it, it was on Goodell to do something. And again, when you're talking about optics, when you're talking about Goodell's legacy, you know, are you going to be the one that stands here and said you didn't do anything when Deshaun got a, a six game, just a six game punt? No, he's again with the Ray Rice thing already on his head. He's trying to look strong here. Now the question is, okay, you're going hard here against your against the wording of your own conduct policy, right? How about Daniel Snyder? You know, how about your owners? What, what Remember, he's buddies with Robert Kraft. How about that deal? No charges filed or whatever, but how much of a appetite was there to go hard after the owners? Yep. So th- that's, that's my whole thing with this. Okay, you have the right in your collective bargaining agreement to go after Deshaun here, buck ends with you, but where's the same energy when it comes to the owners? And again, Daniel Snyder, who's had a culture of this, Right. Yep. Uh, there, there's no question in terms of the, the the his relationships with women and the way they were treated and objectified and the calendars and everything. Else. We we all, we know the deal there. H- where's the energy going after him? You know what came after you know out of that investigation? The John Gruden thing. Yeah. To where John Gruden gets on. That was an investigation into the now you know the Washington football team. And so again, the Kraft thing. We know that you know no charges, whatever. But the you know him and Goodell buddies. Where was the energy there? How hard did you go there? You know, you went after Stephen Ross because you could prove it, gave him, what, a six-game suspension. Well, there's that owner. Yep. But, again, <clears throat> is it selective here? Uh, you, you know, it's, you know my, my point would be if you're going to be hard on one, need to be hard on the other. Don't be so selective, especially when it comes to just the players. Yep, amen. So that's going to be the, uh, the next steps here. I, I don't think this will be resolved anytime soon. Uh-huh. It will be, it will be uh, you know, the Tom Brady thing took an entire year, right? Now, he was playing. That's, um, a, you know, that's why initially I thought, okay, well, maybe Deshaun gets through this. Maybe now he's playing at the beginning of the year right, while they wait. And they're right. ready to, but, again, you've had now you know, some, some law-educated folks saying, well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe and, he's and, not playing. And there, there's going to be no incentive for the NFL to, to hurry this up either, right? I mean, they're going to take their sweet-ass time. Right. So. I, it's almost like they want to hit the Browns, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For, like they, for giving him all that money, for giving and, him all the money, it's like they they don't want to give the Browns a chance this year with Deshaun Watson. That that seems like part of it as well. Although again, clearly a lot of this is Goodell, how he looks when it comes to women, what he's willing to accept in terms of his players' behavior towards women. You know, this comes down on his show, and the, and that's why, frankly, he needs to be the one here, not not designating it to someone else to hear and rule on the appeal. Yeah, so anyway, that's the latest. Uh, the NFL wants at least a full year. I would certainly think at this point they're going to get it, but uh, we shall see. All right, we'll come back. Ron Slay is going to join us, uh, former Tennessee Vol, right, SEC player of the year back in the day. You know, he's born in Memphis, so i got some Memphis ties. going to talk to him about the series, why we can't come together, kumbaya, and just agree to play this every single year, get his thoughts on Tennessee uh, football, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Despite the music, I am excited for our next guest. He is the great Ron Slay, co-host of 3HL on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. Yep, he's a Tennessee alum. But he was born in Memphis. He was born in Memphis. So, Ron, where did it go wrong, man? Like, you, like it, it, it started so well, and then, I, like, like when did you when did you go from Memphis to? I guess you you moved to Nashville. So, how long were you here in Memphis? Man, so I was in Memphis, man, probably a year, man. You know, my 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 father's side of the family is from Covington, Tennessee, so we got roots down there. Some Dysons uh, running around down there, so that that started there. And then I stretched all the way to East Tennessee, so I uh, moved to Chattanooga with my my mom's grandparents for about seven or eight years, and then I moved to Nashville with my mom. So I'm I'm more of a Tennessee mutt, man. You know, I embody mm-hmm. all of Tennessee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So there ain't no wrong doing, no wrong doing. Hey, beloved, beloved all over the state then, too. Yeah, no question, man. I got, I got family roots and ties all through it, for man. Sure. Isn't it, isn't it kind of crazy, though, how, like, and you would appreciate this because, like you, like you said, you got people all over, like how different the state gets. You know what I mean? Like it's like you got West yeah. Tennessee, you got Middleton, and it's like very different experiences in each of those places. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. We I, I always say, man, we're the we're the closest thing you can get to the attitude of a Houston, Texas, or a California. But you know, they, they think you're supposed to have your own state. Like they can really say Nashville is its own state, East Tennessee is its own state, Memphis is its own state, all wrapped into one. So, hey, man, it, it, it is what it is. But the funny thing is. 
everybody once you go and you go and gang up against them, mm. oh, the whole state come together and ride against. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so look, man, we got we got to talk about this. We got to discuss this. Um, I, I don't know that we're going to get that third year, that third game of Memphis mm. Tennessee, right? We, the, we we all agreed. All right, we all came together to the table. We said we're gonna play three games. Now, I know Memphis yes. had some COVID issues last year, but but everybody had COVID issues, all right? It wasn't just Memphis. Yeah. So h- how can we come back together? And, and I'm not just talking about one more game. What do we have to do? What do we need to do to ensure that we play this game on an annual basis? Because is it not obvious that both t- teams and both programs should be playing annually at this point? Man, I think it's missed, man. Like, I think all the way back to my playing days and before it, man. It, it, I mean, then it don't even start with college. It starts with AAU. You know what I'm saying? The rivalry is thick, you know, between um, the players that grow up playing against each other and then when they split up and one chooses University of Memphis and one goes to Knoxville, I, I – <laughs> It's something else, man. Like, you got to have it. You know, I mean, I know there's some misunderstandings going on probably between the two schools, probably more so the coaches than anything else. But, you know, um, it's it's something that's needed, man. I think and I think the best thing of it, man, is to have it at that neutral site. That was, that was it, man. Like, mm-hmm. they already went to Knoxville. They went to Memphis. It was supposed to happen in Nashville. I know the state was ready for it. And honestly, man, outside of the state, like the the, the nation, the nation was looking forward to that game. So um, I think it's something that we got to try to come back together, have a seat at the table. I don't know if the chancellors got to get together. We got to get the mayors together. We, we got to get somebody together and make it happen, man, because it's, it's, it's a fun it's a fun rivalry, man. And there's nothing like being able to settle it um, on the court or on the field, either one. Uh, let me ask you this, Slay. In, in terms of Rick Barnes, how would you sum up the job he's done now there with that program over the the seven years? Because there's been a ton of success, and you can school mm-hmm. me as the outsider, you know, looking in from Memphis. But it doesn't feel like he's he's as beloved as Pearl was. And I think if you look at the win percentages for Pearl, it was what six years and still still better. You had the Elite Eight trip, the Sweet Sixteens. Mm-hmm. H- how do they compare? And how would you sum up how Barnes has done with the seven years? Man, well, I, well, first of all, I think Coach Barnes has done a great job by coming in and giving us stability. You know, uh, yep. once Coach Pearl left, you know, you had kind of a revolving door, whether that had been um, for NCAA infractions with Coach Tindall that he had to serve or, you know, um, them, in, in a sense, running Conzo out of there, you know, um, and yes. him taking his, his talents to Cal and doing great things. But, man, you, you look at it and they were, they were starving for stability. Right. Um, and then – with the football program in limbo as it was, you needed something to hold on to. Lady Balls, they had a little bit of a revolving door, although Coach Holly Warlick, tried to, she tried to get it in order, you know, and did the best that she could. But now with the only thing you kind of had to lean on was Coach Barnes in a sense. So um, regardless of the wins and losses, it was stability more than anything. And then it started to get the foundation of something you can grasp onto. You get guys like Admiral Grant Williams starting to lay a foundation and everybody able to pick up off of it. So um, as far as that outlook, it was that's what we needed, you know, the stability. Now when it comes to the wins and trying to get over the hump and, you know, get these yep. these championships, I think you look at it, man, and see where we come from outside of the Elite Eight run. You would have to date all the way back to my days when we go on the Sweet 16 that's runs right. and things of that nature and win the SEC championships. He was able to do that. So in the winning category, that was fine. And however long it took, we were okay with it. Um, I think some of the times when you when you get to the tournament and you feel like you underachieved with the talent that you have, you also want to 
grabbing low-hanging fruit. And I think the easiest thing to do is point at the coach, you know, and say it's the coach's fault. Um, but at, if you look at last year, that was a time they, they could have went a little further. They played Michigan, and that was just a situation. They just missed shots. Yeah. I mean, it was as simple as that. You know, it wasn't a thing about getting out coached or anything. So, I mean, you, you bring an SEC tournament championship, that, that I think that pacifies some things because um, they haven't won that since the 70s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you got that tournament championship. You got a couple of SEC championships. Um, and then you also keep beating Kentucky. You know, this is a yeah. situation where, yeah. you know, if you, can, if you can go up and take care of Cal and he's not winning, right? I think you're okay. Now, the problem would lie. If Kentucky starts picking it up and they go get one of those those classes, kind of like Anthony Davis and them, and they run the table, and then then I think you know you shift your your focus a little bit. Like ah, that ain't just quite enough. We need to get to that elite eight. We need to get to that final four. But right now, not saying that you know you wanna you wanna sit and sit back and say you know just making the tournament is okay, but you don't want to change out mm-hmm. something and think the grass is green and then you look up and you rebuilding again. I'm with you. So, uh, sort of, you know, related to that, um, what do you make of of Memphis basketball under Penny Hardaway? What do you think about him, the job he's done? I mean, there has been no shortage, right, of controversy, but last year Mm -hmm. they do – they break through, they get to the tournament, they're leading by 10 against Gonzaga at the half. What do you make of him as a college basketball coach and what he's doing at Memphis? Man, I give Penny a hard time all the time just because of the rivalry. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna say this, man. I'm gonna take my orange tinted glasses off and give you straight up analysis, <laughs> man. I ain't gonna play, ain't gonna play no favors or anything. I think that's the best thing that University of Memphis could ever do was hiring him. You know, I think it was a lot of pushback throughout the nation giving a guy a job um, that hadn't been really in the college ranks, you know, and I think that's just the old boy system, you know what I'm saying, guys hating on them, and, you know, you ain't earned it, yeah, yeah, man, that man is from Memphis, Memphis grown, the kids respect him, and you need to be able to bridge a gap between the kids and also other people real quick, or other people that can get into um, that level of play, and he's a guy that relates to kids, and that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was a great hire for him. I think Penny has come in, and he's he, he mucked up the waters a little bit. You know what I mean? He's going out there recruiting, still bridging, bridging gaps. And I don't see a number of great things coming from him, man. Honestly, you know, I was skeptical early um, in the season last year when he went and got um, the kid Imani Bates and how this situation went down. But I love how he righted the ship. And he got the veteran guys involved and let them, you know, kind of, we ain't giving you anything right here, and that's what Memphis is built on. You ain't getting anything. You got to go get it out the mud, and that's what I think he let those veterans go earn it and show these young guys, like Jalen Duran and those guys, like, hey, man, you got to come in here and play. And if that's the case, I think you're going to be in a great standing with, with the Universal Memphis and in college basketball. Do you think we'll see, if if he continues to be successful, and, and, and like I said, you can't stand pat, you got to get, you got to get around the corner, you got to get over the hump. But if, if he continues to be successful, if Jawan's successful, continues to be successful at Michigan, I know it hadn't gone well for Stackhouse, but he was certainly in a position to win. Do you think we'll see more of it, Slay? Like more, okay, forget the status quo, the old school where you work your way up and assist and bench, you do it the old school way, where we'll see more guys coming from, right, the league, maybe with a little bit different backgrounds, maybe you were in grassroots, come and be head coaches in the college and, and get those opportunities, or you think these are one-offs? Man. 
I sure do hope so, man. Because yeah. um, one thing about it, man, we as an athlete, a former athlete, you kind of get a bad rap, man, as far as not being able to work your way up in the ladder. But you also have an opportunity to go play 13, 14 years professionally. Yes, and you can't trade that for anything. That experience right there is things you can't test out. You know what I'm saying? There's yep. things you have to experience and go through. And I think all these guys offer that. You know, you're looking at guys like Rasheed Wallace and, you know, having those guys on staff, being able to pull to a Larry Brown, leaving the stack house up there. Like, he's doing a great job, man. Now, how you get the kids to to take your message and transfer it to the floor, mm-hmm. that's My a totally man. different yes, thing. Sir. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be people in place for that. But it's nothing like you can substitute for a mind of a Penny Hardaway, a Stackhouse, mm-hmm. a guy that that's Jawan Howard. You can't substitute that, man. And I'm all for that. And hopefully I'm always cheering for him, even though I'm, I'm cheering on the inside. You know, I ain't cheering on the outside. <laughs> but I'm cheering for my guys, man, to do great things, man. And I think Penny Hardaway and Stackhouse, when we're talking about just the state, will be able to get that done. No, this is a – you're safe, man. You're good. You know what I mean? Like, you can, <laughs> you can, you can tell us how you really feel here in Memphis, and you, it, this, this is not going to get back to your folks in Knoxville. Like, you ain't got to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to worry – I was gonna say, is there a part of you, Ron, that knows? Like, I mean, look, you were you were a college basketball player once upon a time. Is there a part of you that is like, why is Penny doing this? Like, he could be doing anything in the world, and he's coaching college basketball in a time where it's like, it's 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 harder because you have to right. like keep kids. You know, they can transfer now whenever they want. There's NIL, which Memphis is fine with. They that's never been a problem, but. You know, the job description is much more difficult than it ever used to be, and Penny Hardaway has, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. He could be anywhere else in the world. Does it kind of, like, do you ever sit back and say, like, a guy like that, you know, why why do that? Oh, man, honestly, no, nah. because uh-uh, I know it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Guys like that, man, when I came, when I finished playing, I tried to go straight into coaching, try to work my way up in the ranks. And one thing, I could, it was the most difficult thing to do is leave a kid. Once you once you try to, because one you have the kids kids have a BS detector, you know. And once you can break down that that wall, mm-hmm. and you get in, like you can't leave a kid, you know. Once he's listening to you, man, and you got to imagine, man, these kids are coming from um, households like I came from, single parent households, little low income. You know what I'm saying? So if you got something that you can reach back and you can touch, and say, oh man, I can get there. I want to be that beacon of light for you, and I think that's what Penny is. You know, that's that's exactly what it is. So, no, I, I understand totally why he's doing it. You know, you could be anywhere in the world, but it's some it's something different. Like when I leave the radio station and I go to the to the community centers or to the outside parks and hand out waters or go out there and shoot some hoops with them a little bit. You know, what I mean, just to let them know, like, hey, man, I'm still one of y'all. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm here. Yeah, I had a 14 year pro career. I could be doing anything. I got to be out here. I can go home. I live in the suburbs. It's fine. But I need to be able to show y'all, man. You know, and that was, that's what it was for me, being able to touch a guy like Anthony Mason, Carlos Rogers, Ronnie McMahon, like Charles Davis, all, Ron Mercer, Dante Jones, all these people, man, that was in my community that kind of helped raise me in a in a – in an unconscious way, you know, just, them just being there meant a lot. So what Penny is doing, he's supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? That's what was given to him when you date back to looking at Memphis State. You know, it was, it was, it was I, I still call it Memphis State at times, you know what I mean? Because that's the essence of it. You know, it's different. It means something different than being put on that, that tiger and that blue and all that. Man, that's different, man. The Liberty Bowl, all that. That's history. And for you to be able to reach back to these kids and let them know this is what it is, and he's the pride and joy, 
Oh, no, you got to have it. I understand totally why he's doing it. It's like, what did you think of uh, Kennedy Chandler, the player, and, and what do you think of the fit with the Grizzlies? Because I'll tell you this, uh, you had the dog in you. You know, you were, you were a player that had the dog in him. You never questioned that. That's what we yeah. always said about Kennedy Chandler, especially on that defensive end. He's got the dog in him. What do you think of him in the NBA? I mean, that young man is a problem. You know what I mean? That's I had to coach against him at Briarcrest, man, and our whole job was to try to keep the ball out of his hands. We would have won the game. Just keep it out of his hands. We had two people on him. Couldn't keep it out of his hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Now, he did have big Omar Thomas on, uh, sitting screens on him, which was unfair. But, <laughs> hey, man, and, and I've never seen it. Well, I have. I, but you rarely see it nowadays where you see a competitor try to go to the next level. And um, anything that's a knock on him, he fixes it. You know, at first yes. it was a question, can he shoot? Yes. He fixed it. Could you lead? He left and went to the Peace Jam and did his thing. Then went to Kansas City. What was it, Kansas City or Kansas? Yeah, Mocan. And went and led down. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. went to Mocan. So it's like, man, every time you question him, he ain't running from it. You know, you go to a guy like Rick Barnes who had point guards, man, and, you know, um, T.J. Ford was, was a guy you put him in the mind, mind frame of, but it's going to challenge him. And he could have ran, you know what I'm saying, and, and – been like, oh man, he ain't let me play my game, but he accepted the challenge. Went on and manned up, and man, you see, he was probably one of the top two or three point guards in the nation by the end of the season. So he's a guy, man. When you talk about dog, man, and his father, man, you, you look at his pops. His pops is a guy that they instill him and his mom. They instill great things into him, and it just all shines out to him, man. And he's a guy that he seems to be quiet, but that dog, man, is barking very, very loud when he's on that court. So I love everything he embodies. Um, I'm a huge fan for him, and I think he's going to keep rolling. We're talking to Ron Slate right. here on the show, uh, co-host of 3HL, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, uh, Tennessee volunteer. Slay, I got to ask you, man, because I heard this many years ago. I, I don't even know if you remember it. But you were in town in a in a in a Memphis pro am, and the uh, the rumor was that you were going back and forth with the king of Memphis, Joe Jackson. Do you remember this? I do remember that man. Y'all had me playing in the game up there. Y'all tried to sabotage me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I mean? what what was Joe saying, Slay? Was he saying like this is my building? Because y'all were at White Station, I think his old high school. Oh we were, man, we were, yep. we were at White Station. Yep. But the thing is, man, I was um. You wasn't going. Oh, uh, my bad, y'all. I'm at the doctor. Um, <laughs> um, the thing with that was, man, we were playing an alumni game, yeah. and Joe Joe was talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a talker. And I know, what the, I know what the rivalry is. I know what Nashville is to Memphis. I know what Memphis is to Nashville. It's simple. So the whole thing was Joe had a little talk in him. I'm trying to tell him, I got family down here, man. You know what I mean? I'm your family, too. But <laughs> if you want to take it down, man, we can take it down in, yep. in between these white lines. You know what I mean? When we get outside, man, we can go smoke cigars, have bourbon. We can do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? But in these white lines, man, you a competitor. I'm a competitor. I'm Vol. You Tigers. Let's do it. That's awesome. Hey, man, Slay, Ron, this, this was is, awesome. Yeah, we should do this awesome. more often, man. Appreciate your time, Thank as you, always. Bro. Hey, man, y'all got me anytime, man. Say what's up to my people down there in Covington and in Memphis, man. Love y'all, man. And y'all, you, hey, I'm all involved, man, but I'm Tennessee through and through, man. So I'm repping the state west Tennessee to east Tennessee. You know what it is. Yes, sir. Anytime, Appreciate brother. you, Ron. A pleasure. Thanks, Ron. All right, fellas. So. Yep, he is Ron Slay, uh, co-host 104.5 The Zone there in Nashville. Uh, very, uh, very pleasant conversation there. You know, and you never, you never, you never know, right? He doesn't, to me, have the air of a ball, though. And he spent four years there, which I— Oh, he'll let you know now. He bleeds orange. Oh, yeah, no. Like, we, we were in Knoxville. You, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, like, he even told you, like, outwardly, he can't even root for Penny and Jawan just because right. they're at right. other school. He can, he, yeah. He's all of all now. 
V4L. But he, he but it doesn't cloud his ability though to you know. Oh no, to keep it real. Yeah. Yes. Which yes. I, yes. Back to the point. I, I appreciate that. You oh, know dude. what I mean? He, he's OG, keeping it real all the way through. That's, That's always been Ron Slow. I didn't realize that the, the damn. I, I didn't realize it was actually at White Station. Yeah. The pro am. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Joe said this is my. It, it wasn't a pro. It was it was a one off. It was an alumni game for Tennessee and Memphis. That's what that's what had been put together there. And you had Dane and Slay on the uh Dane Bradshaw and Slay on the Tennessee side along with some others and you had Joe on the on the Memphis side. It's an alumni game, no pro am. Yeah. Just a one off. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA 14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. At White Station. The Live Love Memphis Group at the Real Estate Agency is here to help you. Mortgage, rate, mortgage rates are falling. Interest rates going up. Mortgage rates, however, falling. So could make for a good time for you to list your home. Let them decide. They're here to help. They've seen the market at its best. They've seen the market at its worst. They've seen the market... In between. If they can help Jason get out of his house, Scott free, they can certainly work a miracle for you. All you have to do is reach out. Sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com. Sold my house once. If I decide to sell again, they're going to sell it. Sell this one too. That's how much trust I have in the Live Love group. And everybody we've sent over them has had the same experience that I know of. Don't know of any bad experiences. That's why you need to call them up. 901-625-5200. We've sent over quite a few now, over a dozen. You can be the next. You're going to see as soon as you talk to Jennifer Carstensen how ambitious she is. Because in my case, it was much more than I thought I could get from my home. And your case still, even in this market four years later, still can be thousands more than what you think you can get. So you at least owe her a call. You owe it to yourself, quite frankly. 625-5200. Or again, you can email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that is sold at livelovememphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Folks, we got football. And, yeah, it is. It is football, man. So don't be coming on here trying to d- diminish it and try to say that it's not what it is. I watch preseason football, folks, so you're not talking to me. You, you're preseason peak. That's right. You be seeing the I'll take future. It very seriously. And it's why, frankly, I'm coming off of a fantasy football title. Uh, now, Hogan, Hogan reached out to me today. He says he did not hear from you. Is that because the champ eats first? I mean, what's going on there? The champ is served last. 
Is that yes, right? Yes. I want to let y'all all get in your. Then you have to answer six questions. It looked like the poll ballot, Br- didn't it? Brad answered. God, it thirty-one. a thirty-one parter there, Brad? The pre-draft just like the, process. Just like the Brad answered. Only two people answered. Brad was one of them. Yeah, I know. That but he had, like, he had like seven seven different parts but of the see, ballot. that's why I appreciate Brad. Brad's on the ball. You know, y'all are not. Bennett also My responded. boss gets on me because he's he thinks I'm ready, fire, aim guy. The truth is, I like knocking off stuff before I have to wait for it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I get it. I get get in early. Proactive. On almost everything in my life, you'll know that you guys probably know this about me. It's going to get Brad's done proactive. faster rather than slower. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you didn't respond. You need to respond. I told, I told Hogan, don't worry. Everybody's in. Right, I'm assuming you agreed to the stipulation. I agreed to the stipulation. The only thing I was, was it an in person. Can draft? we go through it? Yeah, it wasn't well, that one. It was an in person draft. What was the other question? So it was super flex instead of uh, instead of I think defense. Yeah, yeah no I didn't defense even understand or kickers. That. I actually don't like that one. I don't either. Okay, well then that's the, down on that. I actually voted. I'd rather not, but I was like, I, don't make that like me the the hold up vote on. Well, it. Like I think I think playing a defense is really stupid, but that's fine. I'm not gonna like. I'm I, not, I'm not going to much like, change for well, a couple of old men. Well, guys like Jason and I, we whittle out the people who don't understand how to draft early on the process. We're through, already changing auction. I don't want to. That's fine. I don't that's, want total overhaul. That's fine. Here. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Um, I would like to get to a point where, like, I'm I'm a guy. I I I'm radical with it. I think in fantasy there should only be one running back and then a flex. I mean, like maybe two flexes. There's not enough good running backs in the NFL I anymore. I think that's fair. To justify having two specific slots for them. You You're, were saying that mess when you were struggling last year. That's <laughs> all. Who were your running backs last year? I don't know, Najee, and I had one. You know, I can't remember who the other Josh was, but Jacobs. it was a little interchangeable. Yeah, some, yeah probably some, was Josh some for a while, actually. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you didn't, you didn't you. win because of your running backs. But, well, we see it, too, with the value of the position now. It's going yeah. down. Yeah. We guys change up. You're willing to run your third stringer out there. You better go get you some receivers. So if you're still drafting that way, let me get my two running backs yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. You're likely to be let down these yeah. days. No, I will not be you drafting. Go right ahead. I will not be drafting now, a, a running back in the first round unless it's like three specific guys. You guys haven't addressed the fee yet, which is the money oh, component. Oh, that's right. We're well, going it, from, let's just be, I'll put it all out there. Because I got to pay an MLGW bill, so I might as well put it all out there. It went from twenty five to fifty dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Is that? I thought he said seventy five. Oh, he went seventy five. Yeah, what? champ might Hold not up. be coming. Champ might not be coming back. Seventy five dollar entry nah, fee. I think I think you're right, Brad. In this case, I think John. I think was we just wrong. went twenty five fifty. Very uh, rare, but John was wrong. Yeah, fifty dollars, yeah. which is a nice pot if you win. Well, look, I mean, inflation. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you asked for that. You know, he must have been listening to that bit we did the other Let's day. Let's win we a said, little more, when man. We were talking about backpacks, and we said everything's fifty dollars. Yeah. Hogan was listening, bro. For not, twenty-five dollars for the season, bro. Come on, man. That's like it's like fifteen cents a week. Now, this was supposed to be a talk about real football. Who was it? Me that turned it to fantasy? I think this I, was I, supposed I think to I be a talk about real football coming back tonight. Yeah, let's go back there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that this these are all things that do need to. We yeah, got to address all. We got to get on point. a conference yeah, call right. with Hogan. We can do that. But God, he's doing this. But look, y'all got. You also got some stimmy money left over. Uh, but, yes, preseason football is back in action. It's gone, brother. Uh, we got the Raiders and we got the Jags tonight. Seven of the last nine of the uh, Hall of Fame games have gone under. I'm just giving you some betting nuggets here, okay? I'm just giving you the other no, That's early. I, I wasn't ready for oh it. Oh, my gosh. We were already you there. Hit the you should have hit the patty music. I didn't Bro, know. I, I, I wasn't ready wrong, for the bits on, already. The, this dude looked at Bro. me like I mother effed his grandma. I wasn't, no, I didn't look at you like that, bro. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I it's kind of. It was early. Woo. I wasn't ready for the nuggets to top dropping. Like an electric fence. Pump. Yeah, so we got uh, we got the, <laughs> the number opened at 32 and a half. It has been steamed to 30 and a half. 
Um, Ex- I've got exhibition. I, I did. I was fortunate enough to get thirty-two and a half over at Superbook. You're not going to find it anywhere now. I mean, thirty and a half is your best guess. Look, the Raiders aren't playing anybody. The Jaguars aren't playing anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I, I don't think we're going to be in for a lot of scoring tonight, no. right? I mean, I just think it's you, you plus you know. You're moving guys in and out. You know it's going to be a bunch of probably groups that haven't played together very often. So, yeah, you're you're testing individual guys. You're not trying to like win the game. Although I do think the Raiders will win the game because I think it'll be important to Josh McDaniels. I think you should keep mentioning, especially since we're here in Memphis, that keep an eye on Dylan Pond tonight. Yeah, he is likely going to play quite a bit. I would imagine. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. He's thought of. I mean, there's going to be a lot of that because you're trying to local uh, connection. Yeah, you're you're trying to uh, you know figure that out. Is he he was a a third round pick? So they have high hopes. He's going to play. He's going to play. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.